Be proud of anyone putting effort into becoming a better version of themselves. This is the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. I'm your host, Craig Chamberlain. If it's your first time joining me, welcome. Thanks for giving me a shot. You can subscribe to the podcast on all of the major social networks. That includes Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. You can also subscribe anywhere podcasts are distributed. That includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Wisdom Worth Knowing is brought to you by Audible, where listening is the new reading. Get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days. Sign up right now for this limited time offer at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org. Be proud of anyone putting effort into becoming a better version of themselves. Do you look on other people and see them making decisions that are improving their lives and judge them, criticize them, get angry at them, get resentful? That's the subject of today's episode. If you don't, good. Don't do that. (laughs) If you do, I think there is a natural tendency and proclivity to be jealous of people who aim to improve themselves. But there's a couple of traps, I think, here, too, that we need to watch out for. And it's not just the trap of envy, which is the first trap, but it's also the trap of not understanding how important it is for people we know to continue to grow at their own pace. And this is something that I've always struggled with as well. And I think it, I think it is kind of our human nature where we tend to oversimplify the problems of others. And we don't take what they're dealing with very seriously. So the first part where we we kind of observe other people and see that they are at least making some efforts into improving themselves. We can become hyper-focused on what other people are doing and on their lives. Now, I think one of the biggest traps we fall into is the idea that we can fix other people. And so what I have noticed is when I'm really struggling with something, since we have this proclivity and I have this proclivity of pain avoidance, I think we all have it. We all, none of us love pain. <laughs> Very Well, I mean, there's a small group of people who love pain, but most people, we, we don't like pain. So we'll do anything in our power to avoid it. And so what we'll do is instead of, you know, confronting the pain that we are currently dealing with. So if we're improving on something, if we have something in ourselves, we need to improve. We'll say, you know what, it's just easier to focus on somebody else's problems. And this becomes doubly true when you're turning on the news, you're going on social media, and you're observing other people's problems on a daily basis. In fact, there's entire careers that are focused on other people's problems. (laughs) That's fascinating, kind of depressing, but it's just the reality of the situation. But there is a high demand for this and focusing on other people's problems. And the the reason there's a high demand for this and the reason that so many people are successful in focusing on other people's problems is because most of us do not, under any circumstances, first of all, want to admit we have a problem or problems. And second of all, we don't actually want to deal with them. It's much easier just to focus on other people. 
and to pretend we understand them. And so I think this is the first trap. You know, even in this quote, it says, be proud of anyone putting effort into becoming a better version of themselves. So, I mean, it's like, be proud of focusing on others. Like, implicit in the co- in the quote is kind of something that's not good. You know, if we hyper-focus on other people, then we aren't really improving ourselves. And so th- that's that's something that can really really be detrimental to us if we if we put an immense amount of attention on other people we really should take a step back and wonder why it is we're doing that first of all why are we so emotionally invested in what other people are doing you know in in their bad habits and their hang-ups and their hurts and what and how well they're dealing with their problems because the truth is if we actually sit down and we wrote down a list of all the stuff that we need to deal with and then we took that list seriously. Most of us are going to realize pretty quickly that we have no business focusing on what other people are dealing with and going through. So we can really, really get hung up on this idea that other people's problems can become our problems. We need to not absorb them. It's also not good for our mental health because we do not have control over other people. I don't care how much you think that you do, you don't. You can't change people. You can't change the way they think. You can't change the way they act. You may change their behavior around you because you're an obsessive control freak. And you may get aggressive with them when they act a certain way. But in most cases, you do not change people and transform people deep down. People do that on their own. At least not through confrontation. What you can do is you can inspire people to do better. And you do this by improving yourself. And that's really, I think, where a lot of the value of this quote comes in. You know, we should be proud of people, anyone, who is putting effort into becoming a better version of themselves. Because that's how we should be. It should serve as a reminder that there's plenty of things for us to work on. And if we would just stop hyper-focusing on everything else because we're avoiding our own problems, then this would create opportunities for us to become better versions of ourselves. You know, I genuinely believe that at the core of proper living— is self-improvement. And I don't mean a selfish self-improvement. I mean evaluating yourself relatively regularly, not obsessively, taking an inventory of all the things that you lack or are lacking or need improvement in. Don't beat yourself up. It's unnecessary. But take an inventory of the things that you need to work on Write out that list. Literally, the fanciness of my list is like a it's like a, a yellow notepad. You know, take a pencil and you just write down. You know, this week I uh, I struggled with ignoring my kids too much. You know, I didn't spend enough time with my kids. That's a, that's one example. Or 
I was pretty lazy this month. I should probably get off my butt and walk around and run some more. You know, I wasn't really good at my diet this week. And by diet, I mean I ate like 9 million chicken wings. Maybe I should not do that. That's not sustainable for the long run. I was lazier at work than I should have been. Maybe I should do better. You know, I I could go down the list, right? Because every week there's kind of stuff we struggle with, and that's okay. That's part of living and existing. But if we're honest about this list, we can take a look at it and we can make effort, take effort into becoming a better version of ourselves every day. And that's arguably one of the most compassionate and loving thing we can do for others is to be the best version of ourselves. Because you want to know what changes people? It's not you lecturing them. It's not you pointing out all the things they're doing wrong. It's not yelling at them. It's better being. You want to inspire people to change? You want to inspire them to be better people? Then be a better person yourself. Not everybody's going to get the message. In fact, There are many people who are going to see you start to become a better version of yourselves. And much like this quote, they're not going to look on you and say, hey, man, good job. You're improving yourself. That's noble. You should do that. It's it's a it's a noble pursuit. Some people may look on you and get angry. If you struggle with drinking and you suddenly decide, you know what, this isn't best for me. I'm not going to do this anymore. You may have a whole group of friends that judge you immensely for that attempt at self-improvement. So in a lot of ways, this is walking a road alone. You know, the walk, the road of self-improvement. People are going to look at you, try to become a better version of yourself, and they're going to think you're insane. Like, why are you doing that? What's the point? But we're going to talk about that point here in a moment. But first, Wisdom Worth Knowing is brought to you by Amazon Audible. If you're like me and you love reading, but you don't have the time, then Audible audiobooks may be the perfect solution for you. With Audible, listening is the new reading. You can pop in your earbuds and discover that next exciting adventure or expand your knowledge from any PC, Mac, Android, Alexa, or Apple device. And check this out because you listen to this show for a limited time, you get instant access to thousands of audiobooks completely free. Wow, I lost my spot there. <laughs> Just visit audible.wisdomworthknowing.org right now and take advantage of a free 30-day trial. That's right, for 30 days, you'll get full access to Audible's Premium Plus catalog, as well as an additional free title of your choosing. If you discover audiobooks aren't for you, no problem. You can cancel instantly online. That's it. It's that simple. Two years ago, audiobooks began to change my life, and they may change yours too. So pause this podcast and head over to Audible, that's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org, and sign up for this limited time offer for my listeners right now. Wow, I blocked all my light when I did that. So why, why, why would you do this? Why would you improve yourself? You know, and people may look at you like you're crazy even. And that's really disheartening because I do know that I do know what it's like to be criticized for attempting to do better. And then you have to ask yourself, well, are these really my friends or are they just struggling and they don't want me to, you know, they don't want to see me deal with the problem they're struggling with. You know, in a lot of ways you get this because you become a mirror 
And then when you try to improve yourself, you reflect upon them the things that they're doing wrong. And people who want to kind of stay in their mess don't like being reminded that they are in a mess. That's the first part. That's the first part you generate resentment. And by the way, you, you're guilty of this too. When other people attempt to improve themselves in areas you struggle in, quite often it acts as a mirror of the problems that you have. Ooh, side tangent on this. There is a, an effort right now in normalizing unhealthy behavior. You know, on, on a cultural level. And the most recent example I saw, saw on this was everyone seems to be um, pro-obesity. In other words, like they're, they're saying if you, if you tell people they need to lose weight, then you are judging them. And so what they're doing is that in magazine covers and such, they're putting overweight people on the covers and, and saying it's the new fashionable, you know? And this isn't really about how people look, but there are a lot of statistical health issues with obesity. You know, it's just it's just a statistical fact. So encouraging people to not take care of themselves is just bad manners. It's inappropriate in, in, in a lot of ways. It's not just inappropriate in the sense of... Uh, it's not inappropriate in the sense of creating unnecessary and unhealthy expectations, but it's unnecessary in the sense of it's not really what's best for the other person. So when I see, and the reason I bring this up is because when you, when people are doing things to improve themselves, it's like looking at a mirror. When I see a men's health magazine, for example, and there's a, there's a guy on the cover who's super ripped and in super good shape, I do feel fat and unhealthy and lazy you know it's like yeah that that reflects on me as a mirror and, and it reminds me that you know what i could do better you know and we've reached an unhealthy point in society in which we are incapable of looking at people who are improving themselves and saying you know what i i should strive for that you know i'll probably never get there because this is what they do for a living right like we can't compete with the celebrities and the and the uh, and the, the male models or the women models. We can't compete with them, and that's fine. But there is nothing wrong with having an ideal. You know that it's supposed to be incentivizing. It's supposed to be motivating because you see what people are capable of. It's the same reason we do the Olympics every year. You know, it's the same reason we elevate the best of people who have become the best at what they do. Because it inspires other to be better people. It's not about being the best. It's about being better than we were. And the reason we elevate the ideal is because it's supposed to reflect a mirror on us and make us feel like we are inadequate. That is the point. <laughs> that's, that's arguably the reason why we need to keep doing it. Because here's the thing. And this goes, this goes back to the, what I was getting at. And I know that was kind of a side tangent, but here's the thing. We become the average of the people and environments that we spend the most time in. And it was, this was actually a quote I had heard from Candace Owens, and it was phenomenal. She goes, you become the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And that's true. 
And I think that that's even expandable. You become the average of not only the five people, but you also become the average of the environment you put yourself into. And this is true on a cultural level. And if we as a culture stop incentivizing people to live healthy lives and we start painting the ideal as unhealthy, you know, if the next cover of men's health is a is a dude who's overweight, has got a beer belly and he is high, you know, and drunk all the time, it's like, OK, well, I guess I've met the standard. Like if this is the ideal then we've surpassed it, I guess. So what's the point? Where is there to go? You know, we, we, we set up these ideals so that we can continue to average up. And I talk about this pretty regularly with my friends and family. I don't know if I've ever mentioned it on the show, but we have, because of technology and the power of it, we have the ability to create our environment. And this can be a good thing and a bad thing. If, if we surround ourselves with audiobooks and podcasters and news networks that are continually encouraging us to average down, guess what's going to happen naturally over time? We're going to average down. And so if we aren't careful about the environments we put ourselves in, this includes our close friends, this includes the, the movies and TV shows we watch, this includes the books we read, this includes... The people we listen to on the, on a daily basis, the podcasts and the and the audiobooks and whatever else we might read, if we don't surround ourselves and pick ourselves up and place us in proper soil for growth, and we surround ourselves with people who are quote unquote averaging down for whatever reason, then we can only expect that we are going to do the same. We're certainly not going to keep improving because what are we striving for? There are no ideals for us to chase anymore. This isn't about becoming a supermodel. This isn't about becoming a genius or a millionaire. This is about just being a better version of ourselves. Like this is, this is what, this is it. This is life. And this is the most loving thing we can do for those closest to us. You want to inspire people to change? Be the change. Take the time to regularly evaluate yourself and, re- and remind yourself that, yeah, I've, I'm not perfect, which is ridiculous. Nobody's perfect. But I'm in progress. And if you see somebody who's making efforts to become a better version of themselves, point it out. Say, good job. Good for you. Keep that up. I think it was Jordan Peterson, um, and this was kind of an eye-opener for me. I'm still working on this. I'm not the best. Um, Again, this is another part of myself I'm trying to improve. He said, if there's one thing you can do to create a successful home life, is rather than criticize people when they do something wrong. He said, try this. He said, one in five people, if you... No. If you criticize people, one for every one criticism... It takes four compliments to restore their faith in you. Because when you criticize somebody, it hurts. And it does cause like an emotional withdrawal. And I'm not saying you don't criticize people. Just be careful in your criticisms. So you be careful in your criticisms, but you are generous with your compliments. And he said, 
every time you see your your spouse or your kids do something that you like, that you think is good for them and good for their growth, point it out, celebrate it, tell them good job, tell them good for you. And that stokes the fire to continue to help them continue, create the momentum of improvement. Every opportunity you see for a family member or a coworker or a friend who is doing things that you think are good for them, point it out. And don't just point it out because they need your approval. And don't lie to them. Just say, hey, good for you. Good job. You know, my kids are, one of them loves to, to draw when they, when they draw the picture. And they're incredibly good for their age. When they draw a picture, I, I look at it. Not only do they say, good job, I'm not just like, good job. You look, just actually just look at it and point out the things they did really well. Be specific. And what that does is it, it, it waters that area of their life to continue growth. And, and we need to continue to do this. Now, are you going to change that person? No, but that's part of being a better version of yourself. You want people to do it to you as well, right? When you do something well, you would li- love it if people pointed out, hey, good job. You're doing great in that area. Keep, do- keep going. Are we the supermodel on the cover of Men's Health? No, but did you do 10 push-ups today? Yes, good work. You know? That, that that is arguably more important that you that we're making progress. So that first trap we have to avoid is becoming obsessed with with what other people do and then and we have to make sure that we point out and encourage them when they are doing things that are good for them. And then secondly, we just need to make sure we aren't obsessing about other people's problems. We just don't. We do. We, we need to avoid this trap. And, and we need to remind ourselves that the, the one person we do have actual control over, and by the way, it's limited control, is ourselves. I mean, even changing ourselves is difficult. Especially if we've got a bad, entrenched bad habit, you know, that we've kind of always had. And, and so we do need this self-forgiveness thing. We need to be able to forgive ourselves for our failures. And just remember that we're, we're not machines. You know, we are works in progress, just like everybody else on the planet. And the secondary benefit of this, of making sure that you are a better version of yourself, a secondary benefit is it will give you humi- humility. And if you want some humility really quick, I don't know if you know what humility is. Humility is, is not... thinking less of yourself it's thinking of yourself less i think is one of the platitudes but humility is realizing that that you are very very you are very small compared to your own problems you know it's realizing that you are just as flawed if not far more flawed than the next person and given the right circumstances you could become the devil himself and if you don't think this is you, I will give you one thing to try. If you think you are great, you're the bee's knees, and there's nothing wrong with you, first of all, I'm surprised you made it 24 minutes into this episode. And sorry for using the phrase bee's knees. I shouldn't have used that. 
But if you think you are top-notch, amazing, I want you to pull that notepad out and write all the things you think you might need to work on, even though you are quite amazing. And then this week, I want you to do it all perfectly. So in other words, if you struggle with drinking, I want you to try to not drink another drop indefinitely. If you struggle with exercise, I want you to exercise every day for an hour. I want you to be perfect for one week. Try it. Take the nastiest, worst habit you have and try for a week to defeat it. And then try for two weeks and then try for a month. You're going to realize when you put an honest effort into being perfect, just how impossible it is. (laughs) So if you need some humility, chase perfection because you're going to get knocked off your pendulum real quick. And sometimes that's what we need. You know, we need to realize that we are not perfect and we are all in progress. We're all part of the human race. So this whole guilt trip thing, beating ourselves up, it's not even necessary or appropriate. That's a whole different episode in itself is, is, is that guilt is not a great motivator. It's, it's at the very least not sustainable without destroying your own self-esteem. So this whole forgiveness thing, which I know a lot of people are resistant to Christianity, but but forgiveness is an essential component for healthy living. You need to be able to unconditionally forgive yourself when you fail. Because if you don't, then you're trying to change your behavior with a hammer. That's called guilt and anxiety. And while that may change your behavior, it will destroy your self-image. Trust me, I went through 15 years of this. Do not do it. It's a trap. You may be effective. You may hammer your behavior into submission, but you will repress and beat down your self-esteem. And it's not good. It's better to be imperfect and love yourself than it is to be perfect and hate yourself. Be quote unquote perfect or have good behavior. And this is really the cornerstone of Christian thinking, by the way. It's why Christ came and He came to abolish the law, and the law was a way at that time that the people in power would change other people's behavior by making them feel guilty. They would use guilt, and then the believers of that time would only use guilt, and they only changed their behavior. In fact, they resented God. They were angry at him, at the fact that they had to be better, have better behavior, not be better people. So then when when Christ came and and blanketly forgave all the bad behavior and said, now go forward and love your neighbor as you love yourself, it was a higher calling. It was a chase to an ideal. It was a, now I have loved you enough to forgive you. Now love yourself enough to forgive yourself and then love your neighbor as much as you love yourself. It's like a three-phase process that we transition through. Because... He knew, arguably because he was God, he knew that motivation by guilt is not real motivation. Motivation by love, on the other hand, is sustainable in the long run. But it is harder. When you can get away with everything because you're always forgiven, it is harder to develop self-control. It's easier to beat ourselves down. It may be harder, but it's better. And the last 10 years of my life have been trying to figure out how to do things out of love instead of guilt. 
and anxiety. And it's been a hard process, but it's worth it. So be proud of anyone putting effort into becoming a better version of themselves. This is the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. I'm your host, Craig Chamberlain. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Before you go, please like, share, and subscribe on your favorite social network. That includes Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. You can also leave a five-star review on all of the major podcast networks, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Wisdom Worth Knowing is brought to you by Audible, where listening is the new reading. Get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days. Sign up right now at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org. So look outward today. Find something that somebody is doing well, whatever that effort may be into improving themselves, and point it out and congratulate them. Be proud of anyone putting effort into becoming a better version of themselves. And guess what? Doesn't get you off the hook. Today, you also need to work on being the best version of yourself that you can. Because one day, two days, three weeks, four months from now, when you look back, you're going to be surprised at how much those little daily steps moved you in the right direction. Thank you and have a good day.